0: Please silence your cell phones within the library. Hello, and welcome to Library Binary, a mini bite, an abbreviated podcast from inside the library—or rather, outside the library, in our case. Yes,
1: I'm your host and technology trainer, Anne, reporting in from
0: my home, and I'm your host and fellow technology trainer, Elise, reporting in from my home as well.
1: So this episode marks the first of our mini bites episodes, which will be coming out more regularly than our usually monthly format, and they'll be a little bit shorter. That's kind of in the name. Um, We hope that hearing from us can help bring some brightness during these times.
0: And also keep you informed. Exactly. Yes. All right, on that note, we would like you, the audience, to tell us what you would like to hear from us. Uh, we plan to cover some stuff on the Mini Bytes episodes um, about services and other things that are available, but we want to know what it is that you want. So we'd like to hear from you, our community. So please do not hesitate to email us at librarybinary at heightslibrary.org or send us a tweet at our Twitter account for at librarybinary. Okay, so the first point of information we do want to get out is um, a little sort of call to action from university hospitals here in the Cleveland area mm-hmm. um, looking for sewn masks um, for not necessarily the healthcare workers themselves, but for patients or people who might be helping people in a not necessarily if they have the coronavirus, but in other situations, just trying to
1: So like visitors to the hospital, administrative staff, stuff like that, who aren't necessarily on the front line so that the N95 masks and all the important PPE can be devoted to healthcare workers on the front lines.
0: Yeah. So we are going to include a link in the show notes and on the Twitter page to that information. Um, so if you are interested or you have the ability to do it, um, I it would be a great help in this trying time. It looks like University Heights or University hospitals does have a donation kit so they can give you the materials. right. Um, they have
1: a dedicated pattern as well that they're looking for. Um, so not just, Anything that you come across on the internet, they have something very specific Mm -hmm. um, That's I've been sewing up a lot of those and they're pretty easy um, Mm -hmm. to sew. And there are a number of different donation locations as well, um, whether you want to donate in person or you can also mail them too. Okay,
0: cool. Well, hopefully we will get some people to make some lovely masks. Hopefully. All right. Um, Moving on to our topic for today is, well, everybody and their brother and mother and sister and father and every single person you know is currently doing a shelter in place at home situation. Um, Zoom has become the hot word. Exactly. Not a lot of people um, before this outside of certain communities know what Zoom is. And the question I've been hearing is, why is Zoom different than Skype? Why are we having Zoom meetings? Why isn't it Skype meetings? Why is Zoom turned into this sort of quarantine verb? Right, exactly. Um, So Zoom is what we're
1: using, actually, to record the podcast. It is a video conferencing platform. Um, You can run things through the browser. You can download a program onto your computer as well. And if you've used Skype or FaceTime or any of those, it's pretty similar setup to those.
0: Yeah, there's also a phone version, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, because we do have a couple of people in the library that do not have home computers that have used the app in order to communicate. Right, right. Um, and the biggest draw, the biggest difference that I see between Zoom and things like Skype or FaceTime is um, a lack of certain requirements for entry, so to speak, right. yeah. in that in order to use Zoom to chat, people don't need to have um, an account. So you don't have to make an account with an email address and a password where Skype, you have to make an account. Um, FaceTime, you have to have an Apple product, right. Um, which is not everybody has an Apple product. So that's an issue there. Um, so that's one of the coolest things that they sort of introduced as far as video conferencing went. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And, as we saw you know schools closing and businesses closing, everything went to this sort of virtual meeting format. So that is something that's very easy for a professor to send out a link that every student in a class can click on versus having to having everyone create an account and are you using your personal email or your school email? So it is just a lot more streamlined. But yep. along with that, we have some privacy and security concerns that have come up, especially around Zoom itself.
0: Okay, let's um, talk about that.
1: Yeah. So there's been a rise of what's called Zoom bombing, which is when somebody successfully invades a public or sometimes even private meeting. Because if you're in um, like a classroom, okay, you want people to be able to join that meeting, or like uh, our board meeting, the library board meeting was broadcast via Zoom or conducted via Zoom. Okay. So there are cases where you have these sort of public places, public meetings that people can join. In this case with Zoom bombing, they join that meeting. And then broadcast shock videos, pornography, other disruptive content to basically make the meeting stop and shut down.
0: yeah, it's a more malicious version of, in my mind, like Rick rolling. Like, yeah <laughs> it's and I think it's definitely coming out of the fact that we are on limited sort of activities, so people who would have other ways of sort of getting a rise out of others have lost that it's
1: a it's a version of trolling that you see on social media just point posting outrageous things this is just a lot more targeted toward places where people are gathering to do something obviously meetings yeah. are generally you know constructive puppy
0: pause for barking break um All right. So Zoom also has had a couple of issues with security in the past. Um, It was several months ago, sometime in 2019, where there was a whole thing about basically you had Zoom on an Apple product. There was (laughs) if you had Zoom on an Apple product, there was a, a security issue where like people could like use your screen.
1: Yeah, there was some way that they could take control of your camera, um, turn it on remotely, stuff like that. There were also cases with the iOS app that it was sending information to Facebook, even if you weren't logged in via Facebook or didn't have a Facebook account. And of course, as we all know, we trust Facebook with so much personal information, and it's definitely going to be secure.
0: Right. (laughs) audience what you couldn't see was a very hilarious series of faces that we just exchanged. (laughs) Okay. Um, So anything else to talk about zoom?
1: They're obviously very aware of the security issues that we've mentioned, and they're working on kind of patching things up, um, including passwords and waiting rooms, which I actually kind of ended up in as we were starting this, are on by default now. You technically can turn them off, but I would highly recommend leaving it on. That means that the passwords there is kind of an extra barrier of you have to type in a password to access it or you have to use a specific link. Um, There are some secure alternatives out there um, if you are concerned. Apple's FaceTime is actually one of them. So Mm -hmm. if you have an iPhone, if you have a Mac, if you have an iPad, that's secure. Apple does pretty, pretty well on security, so that's definitely an option if you're concerned. Um, The secure messaging app Signal has a video and audio call option where that's also encrypted. You don't have to worry about um, all the security issues necessarily, but it's a barrier to entry because you need the app then. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an open source uh, messaging video calling uh, product out there called Jitsi Meet, um, Mm. which is actually recommended by Tor Project who makes the Tor browser, Um, that's pretty easy. There's like a couple of clicks. You don't need an account, um, but it's not quite as robust, obviously, because it's free. It has, it's open source, so you're not making money off of it to invest into features. Um, But if you are really concerned about it, that's certainly an option.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So, um, uh, as part of all of our mini bite episodes, we are going to highlight some free services or, um, services that are available out there digitally in order for you to stay engaged, to stay entertained and all the other stuff that we're missing out on while we are in our homes. Yep. Um, so first of all, I want to talk about the one that I like. Um, or the one that I think is interesting is the Metro, the Met opera in New York city has started doing nightly free recordings, um, that are streamable on, um, different apps. So you do need to have some sort of like streaming device basically. And then you download the Mets app Mm -hmm. onto that device. But once you go to browse, um, there's a free one there every night at like 7. p.m. 730? Yeah, I it's
1: like 730. 7.30. And it's available Eastern. for then 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be on there right at 7.30. You can kind of start and stop it whenever, um, as long as you're kind of watching it within the day.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting one because it's what I'd consider a um, more luxury item Mm -hmm. kind of thing because i would say it's very rare for people to be like oh yeah i'm going to go pay to go see a met opera um right there were those fathom events at movie theaters where they were streaming specific performances Um, and there
1: are a couple of cases where those types of events are available um Mm -hmm. the national theater in london is doing like weekly broadcasts that would have been through those Fathom events, but now they're on YouTube.
0: It's, it's fun. Uh, I feel like it's an important thing to keep up with because art and culture is kind of the thing that um, to quote dead poet society to a point sort of it's what makes life worth living, you know? Yeah. And a
1: lot of people have pointed out that, when we are in these types of situations where we're kind of cut off from other people, where do we turn? We turn to media, we turn to art, we turn to books, we turn to music. So being able to support or experience things like opera or, or orchestral music or books through the library or elsewhere kind of keeps you connected with everyone, even if you're not face-to-face necessarily. Yeah.
0: It's a good connection through art. Yeah. All right. Um, the next one.
1: So HBO, which is also kind of more of a luxury thing as well, mm-hmm. um, launched on this past Friday, which was April 3rd, their stay home box office campaign, where they have almost 500 hours worth of their um, documentaries and tv shows and movies accessible for free um, through either hbo now or hbo go either one works there's a dedicated section of what's free to stream but if you had been wanting to catch up on the wire or barry or the sopranos or veep or like any of the big shows that have aired on hbo Or Band of of
0: Brothers or Generation Kill. Sorry, I really liked the war movies for a period there. There you
1: go. Yeah. So they are all available, or at least a large number of them are available through that free platform. Um, So you can definitely check that out. Okay, cool. I also wanted to bring up um, for library services. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about Hoopla in the past. Um, Hoopla is the, the streaming service, it has ebooks and audiobooks, movies, TV shows, music, graphic novels, comic books. You can tell I've listed these a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they, Hoopla has always been limited to 10 checkouts per month um, yeah. for our library card holders. And obviously, they recognize that that's not really going to hold you over when you're stuck at home.
0: No, no, I can get through. I joked in the original episode where we talked about Hoopla, um, which is called 10 audiobooks, 10 audiobooks a month. And, and I said, I can go through that quickly. That amount of time has really shortened. Right. It, went, it went from like, maybe in a month, I could definitely do it like, with some dedicated listening. Now it's like a book a day because yeah, essentially. What, what else am I doing?
1: Recording this podcast
0: and editing this podcast. Yeah, that specifically right now, yes. But they've launched
1: uh, what they're calling Hoopla bonus borrows, where basically the top kind of thousand titles on Hoopla, they're not going to count toward your 10-item limit. Ooh. So you're able to check out kind of the most popular things without worrying about running out of checkouts. And especially since we're at the beginning of the month, we're early in April, Mm -hmm. you don't want to miss out. You don't want to not be able to check things out just because you check everything out right now. Um, So you can certainly kind of expand what you're able to access on Hoopla.
0: Okay, lovely. All right, anything else to add? I don't think so. Nope. All right. Well, we are not doing a pun in the mini bites episodes.
1: No. I was going to see if I can find there are all sorts of clever signs out there mm-hmm. of how to maintain social distancing, how to measure what six feet actually is. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to start compiling a list. That's what we're going to use. instead.
0: Oh, I like that. Well, so the first one is a hockey stick.
1: There are signs up in Toronto specifically, um, that say, please maintain a six feet distance, um, which is about the equivalent of a hockey stick. I like it. Yep. That's
0: a good, that's a good measuring stick. Ha ha. Literally. <laughs> I did a pun anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, s- thanks for listening and stay safe and six feet away from each other out there. So
1: pull out your hockey sticks. That's your metric.
0: Mm -hmm. And remember, if you don't know your password, we won't either. Goodbye. Goodbye.